Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is June 16th, 2020. Will Sony Michelle ever stay healthy? Is there a better way to score for kickers in fantasy football? And we're going to look at some quarterback battles to see who would be better for a fantasy team in 2020. Welcome to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. That there is Rob. How's it going, Rob? Hey, dude. How's it going? It's good, going good, good for me. Hope it's going good for you. That is Jordan right over there. How's it going? Great. I'm very well. I'm good. You? Excellent. I'm, I'm Roberto, very good. how are you? Good weekend? Yo, buddy. Yeah? Uh, yes. Yeah, a lot of nailing. Nailing, eh? Nailing and screwing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And I am Ryan, and we have a great show for you this week. Please follow us on Twitter, at RealityFFP. As well, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Tell a friend. We appreciate that very much. Let's move into topic number one, boys. Um, hey, before that. Yeah, go ahead. You know what I saw on the weekend? This is amazing. I saw a, a sitting on the back deck looking at nature, and I saw a blue jay swoop down and fight a squirrel a squirrel a what blue was a squirrel jay? doing nothing climbing a tree and the blue jay just came in and like mm, wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you said the blue jay swooped down and attacked the squirrel but then you said the squirrel was in the tree yeah because the blue jay was flying. i'm finding holes <laughs> there's holes no, in your was, are it, you it, making it, this up no did I, this really happen no i saw that it was amazing blue jays are the nicest birds in the world and it fought a squirrel and, like, was pecking at it. Because you talked about oh. nailing and screwing. It was, it was pretty well, intense. I, I was building a deck all weekend. That's oh. the backstory of that. Yes, yes. Oh. Building my deck. Oh. So right, who sorry. won the fight? The Blue Jay beat the squirrel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Destroyed him. Yeah. A winged creature beats something with four legs. Just because nature's beautiful doesn't mean it's not also violent. I had to hide my kid's eyes. I'm like, you don't need to see this. There's violence in the wilderness. We don't need squirrel subscri- begging for its life. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Jay putting a squirrel in a rear naked I, I would like to know what, what started the fight. Because there's no, nothing crazy. that a Blue Jay. Anyway. Blue Jays don't even like nuts. So it's not about food. Nope. Okay. Sona Michelle undergoes foot <laughs> surgery to relieve discomfort. <laughs> So just uh, just in May, the running back uh, underwent surgery, and it's reported that his timetable for return is not yet known. Do we think, uh, you know, are we worried about Sony Michelle at all? He's been injured a lot. Last year, he didn't really live up to expectations anyway. Is this, is this maybe room for Damian Harris to show what he's got in training camp? Uh, I can see it both ways myself. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sony Michelle going into this season, but like you said, even last year, his yards per carry, I think were down about a yard per carry over the previous season. But could that be due to his foot being screwed up? And now did this surgery fix his foot? People have surgery to fix a problem. Maybe this fixes the problem. He's going to be better. 
that's one side of looking at it. The other side of it is, like you said, he's just always going to be hurt. Damian Harris had four carries all last year. Didn't do anything with them, really. Didn't really have a chance. So we he's an unknown. Um, How could you do anything with four carries? Exactly. That That's true. That's true. So he is an unknown. Uh, maybe he does get a shot. Who knows? I would love to see Sonny Michel just be healthy and... And sh- yeah. and show the potential he sh- he showed in college. And college, bring that to the NFL. What do you think? I think, it's, I think that it's like okay, may, it may make his foot healthy and help him get better that way. But what is it going to do for his like seven touchdowns? Is it going to help him do that? Is it going to help him like rush for maybe a thousand yards for a change? Like to me, it's he's yeah, it hurts the. Um, Patriot offense a bit because I think they were, they were hoping that he comes in and just takes off and is their starter undisputed. But he hasn't really proven that he is that guy. A, because of his health, and B, just because he's not playing well. He's not playing like he did in college. So I think Harris has the best opportunity to come in and take the job if, if, if he can do better than him. Do you think that if it's uh, to relieve discomfort, was this discomfort from last season? Is this why maybe he didn't produce like we thought he would last season? That's what I'm wondering, and that's going to be the question. I think the next couple months will tell if it was like how he recovers. From, yeah, if it was discomfort from last year, then he would have got surgery at the end of the year. I don't think it's it's something that you can anyway say that it's because... Do you think this is something new that's cropped up, Jordan? Yeah, I think it's just something that he's... That happened. I mean, something may have had a problem before. Was a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then in May you're going to be like, "All right, I got to get this fixed." Unless it was think- something that was bothering him throughout the year, and then he thought, "Well, maybe get a t- time off." Yeah, but maybe he thought, "Okay, in the off season it'll start feeling better." You know, you're a young guy. You think your body will heal itself, and then it's getting close to crunch time now, and uh, he's like, "You know what? This isn't feeling better. I better get surgery." Bada boom, bada bang. He goes into 2020 and finally does what we all hope he's going to do. I think we all agree on the fact that New England is going to want to run the ball a lot this season. That's going to be their game plans. Defense, running. So if it's not Sony Michelle, I do agree Damian Harris should get a nice shot at being the guy. I think it's going to be the same uh, New England offense that we're used to the whole time is Belichick's not going to stick with Michelle the whole time. Like he's going to use Burkhead. He's going to use Harris. He's going to use Bolden to an extent. I know you love Michelle. Uh, did you get that? Um, but oh, at, the same, at the same time, I don't, uh, I don't think that it's anything to be super surprised. Like the foot injury. Okay. Get it dealt with. But in the meantime, realize that you could lose your job because it's not like you've been anything great. Like you're not, you're not, you don't have this job cemented in the, so. That I agree. And it's not out of Belichick's character to just move on from somebody. I, he doesn't care where Sony Michelle was drafted. He doesn't care he's a first round pick at this point, right? It's, it's going to be three seasons after the fact. So like you said, they've always been the type of team that kind of rotates running backs anyway. Yeah. Burkhead's still there. They love White. White to me is the guy you want probably because... He just does everything, and Belichick, I think, at this point, trusts him. But um, Yeah, especially yeah. in a PPR league, for sure. Yeah, but that was with Brady, too, remember? Like, Brady looked... There is some unknowns now without 
without Brady there. Like how this offense is going to look, I just think it will be a running attack first. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine Belichick is going to turn the reins over to Stidham and say throw the ball forty five times a game. Mm-hmm. Well, and like we touched on before, is their defense is going to win them a lot of games. It's going to be a lot of yes. battles, not not like yes. the shootouts that they were. So if Sony Michelle gets healthy, I he'll he'll be a good running back. Like he's he's going to get the opportunity. Is he going to get twenty five? He's not going to be a bell cow. He's not going to be the guy that we on say Baltimore or a, a team like that who runs a lot. It's going to be here. You go, do what you can. If you suck, you're going to be replaced pretty quickly. I'm going to find someone else. And his hair is probably right. It's someone else. I hope he gets his foot better, though. Like I just, I, I personally just don't believe in Harris really. From just you can't different go, clips I've seen of him in that, but I mean, there, there isn't a lot to go off of. But I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling. Yeah. I just don't like him. I, I just don't think. I don't know. You don't think he's a just don't have a good feeling about him. I think if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be like like you were saying, Jordan, it's going to be a mishmatch of Burkhead and White with Michelle getting maybe 10, 12 carries a game, punching in some touchdowns, having a couple big games where he gets two touchdowns and you're back on the Michelle train. Yeah. And then luck. nothing the next week. Not every week. is And Bolden, he was pretty good. They had three touchdowns last year. I mean, he'll probably get all – he's their bigger back, so he'll probably get all the red zone, all the – vulture touchdowns because brady used to sneak in for a couple i think let's move into uh, topic number two boys um bucky brooks had an article talking about his top five teams uh in the trenches so he was actually talking about the offensive line and the defensive line the five best teams now if you've got a good defensive line you're controlling the other team if you've got a good offensive line you're going to run the football. And so it's no surprise when we see the the top five, they were all excellent running teams. San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, Baltimore Ravens, New Orleans Saints, and Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, when you think of all of those teams, what what running backs are, are we most excited about when we think about these teams with the best offensive lines and what they could do for us in fantasy this year? First of all, is 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 Bucky the name on his birth certificate? I don't know. Okay, probably not. It's what Buckland. is Bucky? Buckland. Okay, I was trying. What is Bucky? No, Buckland. Buckland. Jordan. Yep. It's Buckland. Okay. Um, I think a guy that could really take a big step forward this year is uh, is uh, Colonel Mostard. He's <laughs> he 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 has shown. Every with time the knife, he's with given the knife the, in the library, he's, he's, yeah, or the rope in the conservatory, my Conserv- favorite. <laughs> what house has a conservatory? Like really? In the last hundred years, <laughs> nobody I know. I think uh, I think mustard. He's <laughs> Colonel Mustard. I think he's going to have a great season. Like you said, he's, they've got the awesome offensive line. He's I don't know why he doesn't seem to get the respect of those top guys, but I think if they just give him the work, let him be the guy, he could easily be a top 10 running back. He's He's got Breida out of the way now. Breida's finally out of the way. What about Coleman? He's got got Coleman and Wilson there. I just think Mustard has shown when he's been given the opportunity, he has produced every time. He... 
I haven't gone through the numbers. I haven't gone through every game. But from my recollection, I don't remember many duds when he was actually given the ball, uh, you know, 15 times a game. Like, he just gets it, gets the job done. So I like him a lot, Jordan. Who do you like? And the thing, too, with him is uh, Shanahan trusted him. Like, Shanahan gave him the ball in some pretty crazy situations, the Super Bowl and all that. Like, he was, he trusted him. So Shanahan's Which always is huge. Was- and and I think that that was that was reluctant too. Like throughout yes. the season, he didn't want to trust him, but he just kept producing every time he put him in the game to the point where he couldn't he couldn't fight it anymore. He had to put him in. I believe and you know who he didn't trust. He didn't trust Garoppolo. Yeah, he was I, taking I, the ball out of Garoppolo's hands, which is a plus again for Mustard. I believe that this is a true story because I read it. Um. On the internet? Yes. But Shanahan <laughs> said to him, listen, listen, do you want to be the running back? Like, do you want to be the running back? Do you want to play as many snaps as I can give you? Because even himself, he was reluctant to be it, to be the starting running back. And so Shanahan sat down with him in a red robe and said, listen, do you want to do this? <laughs> and he said, give me the ball. And, and that's what happened. So Did it have gold tassels on it too, probably? Yeah, tassels. Um, I'm cool. looking forward to um, this guy. I would love to get on all of my teams if everyone could just leave him for me. Is Miles Sanders? Really? Yes. I A think, lot of people are in love with him this year. I think that that whole uh, Philly team is just in in shambles. Like they're they're going in the right direction, but they're going to rely on this guy a lot. He's going to touch the rock a lot. and He did he, look good at the end of the season last year. When he's, like the end of the year, um, when he started to play more like 71-82% um, snap rate, he was like 122 yards versus Washington, 79 yards rushing versus Dallas. Like, and they don't really have anyone else. Like, to me, and he can he catch the ball. He catches the ball, you know, five, six targets a game. When when you look at a running back, you look at competition. Like who's gonna, as opposed to Sony Michelle, who you never know what's gonna happen. Miles Sanders is their guy. Miles Sanders is the guy that they're gonna put in. He's gonna replay that. So Boston Scott gonna do anything? Corey Clement gonna do anything? So I, I really like Miles Sanders this year with the way that Philadelphia is the young team. They're trying to get their wide receivers to gel again. Um, besides Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson when they have the ball, he's going to touch it and he's going to, I'm excited to see this guy. <laughs> if I can get him, I think he's going to be good. I think, uh, I think I'm really looking forward to Alvin Kamara having a big bounce back. Yes. Here too. Mm-hmm. He agree. was so banged up last year and like he, he still produced obviously when he was out there, but it just seemed like for him, it seemed like a weird season last year. And uh, I don't know. I, I think this year could be a monster for him. The, the thing I worry about with Kamara is, I do love him. I think he's going to be great, but is with Sanders there now. I think he's uh, with the slot receiver that he is and the little um, Duncan Dash kind of wide receiver. Could, ta- could take is. away from him a little bit. Just in PPR leagues, when you're looking at receptions, um, <laughs> I, I, it just scares me a little. But who knows? Are, do, what do you think about Murray? Would you roster Murray at all? Or do you think that he's. 100%. Just, or 100%. Only, only if you own Kamara or even if I didn't own Kamara, if, if he felt me at the right round, 
I'm drafting Murray for sure. He has standalone value, just like Ingram had standalone value with Kamara. They were both borderline top 10 running back. Well, Kamara was, and Ingram was right up there when it was the two of them. And not only that, but the security blanket of Murray, if anything happens to Kamara, mm-hmm. Murray instantly becomes a top at least 10 running back as he did last year. Oh, so yeah. I, have, he, I he, have no problem. Are you going to draft um, Murray or are you going to draft a low-end starting running back? Uh, Burrito? Yeah, like a guy that's a, start, that's a starter. Great examples, Jordan. How Thank you. How do you come up with those so well? I just thought. Yeah, of those them. type of guys. Are you going to take a Burita or a Howard or a guy that maybe is a, a quote unquote starter or Murray? I'll take Murray. I'll take my chances on him and the upside. What about of him. Geis or someone like I'll, that? I'll take Murray. Man, a lot I mean, of people are on the Geis train. Yeah. But I would take Murray. That segues into I had a question when you think about these five teams because they're so strong up front. Are you more willing to take the backups on those teams, knowing that if the top guy goes down, they're still going to be running the rock successfully? We saw that with San Francisco last year. Yeah, and they all have two good, like San Francisco. You got Coleman and Mustard. Yeah, uh, but I'm not got, taking Coleman. You got Ingram. What? I'm You're not, not going to take Coleman? No. Never. You can At all? Him. Nope. Like, you as a bench? No. I'll give you Coleman. You give me Sanders. Well, obviously, that's not the same stratosphere, though. Make it. A, I'm saying as a. Deal. I'm saying as a backup. No, I don't care. Like a Coleman is a. Okay. No, I think I would take Coleman like late as a bench running back. Why? So you he's can gonna have some games. No, I think he has some good games, and the problem is we'll be figuring out what games he has. Are you gonna take Scott too, uh, from uh, from uh, Philly? You gonna take him too? No, he's too small. How do you know? I don't draft anyone shorter than me. <laughs> That's my problem. Then you have, you have the Ravens and the Chiefs who've brought in a rookie this year. Are you more willing to pick up Damian Williams, Mark Ingram? Yes. I think Plus the, the rookies. Yeah, the Baltimore running back situation. I think both of them are going to be You take both of rostered. them. Rostered. Yeah. 100%. And, I like Damian Williams. I I really like Damian Williams. I've always liked Damian Williams. This guy is so underrated. He's a key to that Kansas City offense. He's he's a great running back, and no, no, he just seems seems to, seems to keep falling down every draft board that I've seen. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like what? what like I mean, before Ceh is there, he's he's gonna he's gonna probably take over. But I think there's there's um room for both both guys should be rostered but if you if you're buying lottery tickets damian williams is uh you already have you know half the numbers on the card already like you know what he can do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. on the ticket like you you have half the the numbers on the ticket already exposed to you with damian williams so that's a lottery ticket you want to buy because you know what he can do he's got a path who knows how many there's been multiple massively hyped rookies come into the league and completely flop it happens all the time isn't it's not like uh edwards hilaire was a top five pick he's not a zeke elliott he's he's not a saquon barkley he's not an adrian peterson if he was he would have been drafted in the first few picks like they were so i mean to to put all your to put all your chips on edwards hilaire 
and not back him up with a Damian Williams is silly. You're going to tell me he has that much more value than Damian Williams? And Edwards Hilaire is going to go early. People are going to take him early. You can really? get Damian. Yeah, you can get Damian Williams late. Like, exactly. So you're going to get touchdowns. You're going to. He's going to. I think that whole Kansas City running back um, project last year with McCoy and all, like everyone else. I think it's kind of getting solved right now. Like this year is it's going to be solved. And they picked up his off. Like he's going to be in that high potent offensive team. Same with um, Ingram and Dobbins. The same thing with those two. But although I think Dobbins will go before Ingram, same as yes. the rookies are going to go before Damian yeah. Williams. This is this is going to be a big redraft year. Well, in dynasty year, but redraft year is what I'm thinking mostly about it for for rookie running backs. They're all going to go high and probably go ahead of their predecessors. And that's where you Except find value. Um, predecessors, probably pre predecessors. Before. Predecessors. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep. Um, but I mean, so I think the, some of the pictures of these backfields are becoming more clear. Like you're talking about Kansas City. Last year was muddy waters. Nobody knew. Everyone thought it was going to be Damian Williams. He kind of got banged up. Now it's McCoy. McCoy's the guy. No, it's not McCoy. It's the other freaking Williams guy. No, it's him. No, it's uh, it's uh, Thompson. Darwin. Darwin Thompson. But So I think it's become more clear this year, like with Kansas City, like you were saying. I think it's going to be Edwards Hilaire, Damian Williams, Darwin Thompson. Those are going to kind of be the guys. Darwin's going to be the third down kind of guy, come in, least used. And the other two are going to get a lot of work. And like you were saying, Edward Slayer is going to be drafted so much further ahead, earlier than Damian Williams. I'll wait. I'll take Damian Williams. I'll take that lottery ticket. Not if I get him before you. Okay. Well, we'll take rock, scissors for You have Coleman and I'll take Williams. No, I'll take Coleman. I'll take Williams over Coleman. That's yeah. a good Yeah. Who would you take out of those two, right? Coleman or Damian Williams? Uh Rye? Damian Williams for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another so thing that, same boat. With, that's interesting about the offensive line is the quarterback play. Like mm-hmm. you've got Lamar Jackson, you got Mahomes, you got Breeze, Philly, still nothing. And San I think Wentz could have a good year. I, I think, think Wentz is prime. Geez. If he can stay healthy. Yeah. And that's why I love Sanders so much is they're going to rely on the run a lot. Even with Wentz, they don't want him scrambling around. They want to get the ball out of his hands as soon as, as possible. So with, with Wentz, I think he is, there's a lot of question marks going around with him. If he has the offensive line, he has Sanders. And some, if these young running back or wide receivers can live up to their potential, can't, uh, Philadelphia could be, could be a nice sleeper pick. Like, That's what I mean. I think Wentz could have. A, I think Wentz could have a big year, man. Yeah, Ertz. It's got the pedigree. Yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good team. If if the young guys can step up, yeah. And we've talked about it before with with the COVID thing and everything. That's where the they're these head coaches are going to rely upon their veterans. If the rookies don't get the practice and they don't know the playbook, these veterans are going to get the start before. That's a valid point. Okay, let's move into uh, topic number three here. I was listening to actually the CBS Fantasy Podcast, and it came up on their show, and I wanted to get uh, your opinion, boys. So the question was, what do you think of moving kicker scoring to decimal points? 
So in that scenario, instead of the standard three points for a, a field goal, you would get 0.1 point per yard if the field goal is successful. Jordan, what do you think of this uh, change in scoring? I think kickers get no credit whatsoever. Everyone hates the kickers. They don't want people don't want kickers, but kickers are people too. And if they can win you weeks by a longer field goal, then I think it's important that they get, you get credit for picking a good kicker. I don't think that changing it from three points to point uh, one per yard is necessarily the worst thing that could happen. To me, I would rather see it go, you get punished for missing a field goal as opposed to the length. Robbie, what about you? Uh, I I like this idea. I had never even thought of it. And if your league's already doing decimal scoring, I love this idea. I mean, so three points is your standard anyway, 30-yard field goal. You're going to be in that range anyhow. I like this idea way better than getting four points for a 40-yard, 45-yard touchdown and five points for a 50-yard plus. This uh, this idea I like. I'd have to think about it a little more. I think there, if you're going to do this, there needs to be some also minuses yes. for missing, perhaps, to counterbalance it. But I, I love this idea. Yeah, I, and it's not exclusive. It, just because if you went to decimal points, it doesn't mean you wouldn't get minus for missing. You could still give it a minus one point, a minus two point for missing any field goal, but yet keep that yardage for the, for the successful field goal. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. Well, how much are we going to rely on kickers? Like, come on. Are you telling me that a 50-yard field goal is as much as a 50-yard run? Like, like it, it's not – like the highest kicker last year, Butker, was 147 points. That's the same points as Jared Cook. So how many more points do you want to give kickers? And they, but and it's they all have, balanced between each other. They're they're only competing in their scoring with each other. Everyone can only dress one of them. Yeah, you can't compare a kicker to a tight end because I'm saying as a as a for their point total, they're going to outscore tight ends. Like but it, in real life scenario, how many times does your kicker decide whether you win or lose the game? Oh, all the time. Like it sucks on a Monday night, and the guy's got his kicker, and you're up by three, and you know they're marching down the field. Like it's it, it sucks. Or it's good if you have the kicker. But at the same time, kickers shouldn't be putting up huge 55 points. For, like a, a kicker could outscore some other players that are. Or but more. I think that's why you put the minuses in place. That's I bet what you if I we like. look. That's what I, I bet like. you if we if we put the um if we figured out the averages, which we probably could have looked up before, but the average field goal, guarantee it's around 30 yards. So you're going to be in that three point ballpark anyhow. Um, but like say a quarterback, if he throws an interception, you lose fumble, a point or, a or two. Back, or, so it, that would also have to come into play for for your uh, for your for your kickers, depending on how far the kick is. The further the kick is, the less penalty. The closer it is. If he misses a ten yarder, yeah, minus the guy three points. I don't care. And even I, if he makes it, he's only getting one point. A ten yarder. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm thinking like at the end of a half, the end of the first half, think of, you know, some of these kickers, maybe they're playing um, in Denver or something where they can just hoof it down the field and they go for a 60 yarder at the end of the half. And that swing for you, that's an exciting play. Now you're either getting six points or minus two points. 
Right. I, that's where my, my stipulation would be is that if, if you're going to give them point one yard, then you, they have to be punished for missing. Absolutely. Like they, so they, maybe you go a minus two, same as a fumble a minus three, because you're going for three, you're missing three. Like it's right. But, but, but Jordan, you're, you're looking at it from the perspective of always getting more points. There's a lot of times when a guy might hit three field goals and they're all from like 10 to 15 yards. So in that scenario, he's only scoring three points in a game instead of nine. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's not always it's not always more points. Sometimes they're going to get less. I think it really um, rewards the difficulty of the kick better than just a standard slapped three points. Three points for a five-yard field goal, three points for a 55-yard field goal. Yeah. Come on. Or you're... Yeah, I really like it. It's a momentum swing too with the coaches, like in a real NFL game. See, you're coming around now. You're coming around. No, I'm just saying that I I agree with the points, but there's got to. You can't just keep giving guys five points for a fifty. Oh, they're gonna. I may get five points. I may not get anything. If Oprah Winfrey makes your point system, everybody gets a point. (laughs) You get a point. (laughs) So if you miss, it should be. And what about what are extra points? Still one point. Yeah, I think an extra always. point always has to stay one point. But if they miss, then what is it? Um, one point. No, Minus yes. one point? Zero points. Zero Zero. Extra points, yeah. Or, or, I don't think we get extra points either one or none. Miss, yeah, but what if you miss an extra point? That's huge. Okay, hey, I am not opposed to minus one point for an extra point either. Sure. Now that you bring it up like Minus that, one for so a missed extra point, minus so two for a missed field goal. Because they... If you're going to give them the Get glory. ready, SFL. These are yeah. coming in. If you're going to give them the glory, you got to give them the guts, too. And the guts, by guts, I mean the squid, the stinky part of it. So if you're going to... Can't have both. No. So if you're going to give them five points for making a long one, you got to take points off. So are you saying that you only lose three points? Or is it the length to, of the field goal? To, I think we'd have to tinker with it. I think that I think the length of the field goal has to come into play. Because if I'm you saying. miss a fifty-five yarder, I don't think you should lose two points. What if you? Is it so? Is it five five point five points then? Yeah. So, so maybe so you should lose two if you miss it. No, I like that because if they're going to the minus one, points, we'll have to, we'll have to think about it a little bit more. I think if we tinker with this, we can come up with the perfect kicker system. All right, that's awesome. We're at the end now, boys. <laughs> Let's add punters. Hopefully everybody enjoyed (laughs) this episode. One point for Hank time second. Did you say Hank time? Hank time. Hank time. Tell him Hank time. We'll be back next Tuesday with another show. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks, guys. I was going to give you a chance for closing comments. Okay. Maybe you've used them all up now. Baco Noir, my new favorite red wine. (laughs) And I want to... And I got... I still... Go ahead, Jordan. I just want to go check on that squirrel. I want to make sure the squirrels are. Oh, yes. Let us know. And I got got more uh, screws to put in my deck this weekend, too. All right. See you, everybody.